But then as I did it, a lot of the health issues, minor health issues that I was battling with at the time that I thought were a part of growing pains just started clearing up. You know, like I thought acne was just, you know, this is just a part of the journey and having a really uncomfortable menstrual cycle. This is just what happens. And even digestion, not running smoothly. Like these are things that just happen when, no, when I started eating differently, a lot of that, those things cleared up. So I became more interested in veganism beyond like, oh, let me get these booty shorts. I'm Jackie Reed. Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Jasmine Leva is an actress, filmmaker, director, producer, and writer. She created a great documentary called The Invisible Vegan, which focuses on veganism from a black perspective. She joins me to talk about her film, her vegan journey, and much more. Let's get to it. Jasmine, welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Listen, so much to talk about with you. Um, I love talking to fellow Black women that are vegan, also uh, Black women that are ethical vegans. I always get excited to have those conversations. So let's start first with your journey. I read that it was, um, you saw a middle-aged woman looking just off fly with her booty shorts and all that kind of stuff. And tell me about the conversation that the two of you had. So, yeah, I always say my um, entrance into veganism was not a noble entrance. I saw this middle-aged woman and she had on some booty shorts and a tank top. And I was like, ooh, that's how I want to be when I'm middle-aged. So I kind of asked her what her, I mean, how do, how do you look like that? And she told me that she was vegan and she ate 70% raw. And of course she works out and stuff. So automatically I went home, no meat, no dairy, you know, followed a vegan regimen. But then as I did it, a lot of the health issues, minor health issues that I was battling with at the time that I thought were a part of growing pains just started clearing up. You know, like I thought acne was just, you know, this is just a part of the journey and having a really uncomfortable menstrual cycle. This is just what happens. And even digestion not running smoothly, like these are things that just happen when, no, when I started eating differently, a lot of that, those things cleared up. So I became more interested in veganism beyond like, oh, let me get these booty shorts. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though. I love that. Whatever it takes is what I say. Um, <laughs> so what were your biggest challenges early on? Because you like me, um, I just said one day, okay, I'm done. And I just, you know how, mostly when you, when people get advice on how to do this, they're like, you know, cut out something for, you know, cut out milk for a month, cut out, you know, mayonnaise, do it slowly, gradually. What was it like for you? Because you went cold turkey. No, 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 no. So I did initially go cold turkey, but I relapsed. Okay. Um, I relapsed the process. That's real. Yeah. So 
And I think when I did it the second time, because I look at, you know, when you enter veganism, it's almost like learning a language, right? If I just say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to speak nothing but Spanish. After a while, I'm going to give it up because I'm like, I can't understand anyone. What I can do is learn a few new words a week, and then that makes the process easier. So I kind of did the same thing with veganism, where it's like, okay, first I learned how to cook without beef and dairy milk. Then it's just like, all right, let me learn how to make things without chicken. Now let me learn how to make things without seafood. And, you know, experimenting, trying, committing to, you know, one new recipe a week until I finally have a repertoire big enough where I can, you know, do the diet comfortably and not feeling like I'm always like, you know, scrambling for something to eat or overwhelmed. Yeah. And so how many years has it been for you? I'm such a bad vegan because I don't, you know how everyone knows their exact number. Oh, I've been a vegan for seven years. Yeah. I don't know. Years ago. <laughs> but it's funny because when I, I see a lot of people in the vegan movement, they will, um, they like bash people who go back to eating meat. Yeah. And the reason why I don't like that like deeply I don't like that is because if you're trying to get rid of a bad habit like anyone who's trying to quit drugs or smoking or whatever yeah. relapse is a part of the process so if someone relapses it's just like okay you know it's okay you fell off the bike just get back on when you can instead of you know shunning this person and now you're creating an entire stigma around the movement because the people are like oh dang you know I messed up and now this group just disowned me and bashed me. And for me, that's also not what veganism is about. It's about compassion. And that means having compassion for people when they make mistakes. Yeah, that's true. So it's like encourage people through it even when they have a, a relapse. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, let's talk about your film, this documentary being on Amazon. Ma'am, congratulations. That's big. <laughs> thank you congratulations and I know you tried to go the Netflix route first tell me a little bit about this journey to get this film on Amazon because yay that's great so at first it was funny because I just put it on a website I made a website for it and put parts of it on YouTube and that's where that I was and then one of my friends said, you got it. This is a really good film. Like you have to get this on a bigger streaming service. And I was just like, I tried, I can't. And he's like, you need to try harder. And I remember I even started crying because I got emotional about it. I'm like, I, I did try. And he like, even with my tears, he's just like, Jasmine, you have to keep trying until you get it. And so then I put out this, um, campaign on social media and I got my friends to share the campaign and it was me campaigning to get my film on Netflix and it's like everyone tag Netflix put this up and they did and it attracted a distributor so he picked up my film and he said I can pitch this to Netflix so he pitched it to Netflix and they turned the film down but when he told me he was just like you know I pitched Netflix they said no but Amazon streaming said yes so I was really happy about that. Was there a happy dance involved? What was <laughs> there was definitely, yeah, there was a, you know, a slide. Like it's your first feature film. Yeah. And to have it like a major streaming service, you know, that's not, that's not a small feat at all. So yeah. I was excited. Why was this something you wanted to be your first feature film? Because you have a, you know, a background in 
uh, media and creating various projects, which we'll talk about. But why was this the one that was the first one? I think it just, you know, it's almost a matter of timing. You know, the there were this issue was on my heart at the time when I decided to leave uh, production and working for other people to do something on my own. And I also felt like it was a good legacy project because I think of my work as if my work is not leaving an impact on anyone, then I almost feel like I'm wasting my time on earth. It's like, wow, I'm really gonna give up 40, 50 hours of my week um, just to try to put food in the, on the table. It's like, I want my life to be bigger than that. And so this was a message where a lot of people in my community, I felt weren't getting the, you know, we weren't getting a message of health. So I'm glad that I was able to kind of bring that, um, not that I'm the first one, but to bring that to my people and my community, like that was something really important. I feel like with your film, you know, and like you said, the, the conversation, bits and pieces of it, you know, we see in other places, but I think that there are a lot of things that are that are very different about your film and in a, in a good way. I love the deep dive you did on how it became this celebration of culture among Black Americans, these, you know, this, this, the way that we eat these scraps from slavery. And I love that you really, you know, that you really went there with the origin of that. Talk a little bit about that for folks who may not have seen the film. Talk a little bit about that story. So, you know, Black history in general, it's always reduced. You know, it's always what we learn about ourselves, you know, we don't feel as empowered because we're only learning about our trials and our tribulations instead of it's like, oh, look, this is when you were slaves. But it's like, wait, what about when we were kings and queens? We just gonna skip that? And the same thing happened with food. It's just like, hey, look, this is when you're eating all this, you know, unhealthy food. And it's like, but we're not gonna talk about what we were doing before that, you know, before we were colonized, how we were eating, like all these healthy foods, how our food system, is superior to the kind of BS industrialized food system they have now. So I just wanted to show people in the food space, like, hey, look, you don't come, even though, you know, fried chicken and macaroni and cheese, that is a part of our culture. That is not our culture as a whole. There's so much more to us. And I think we need it to be, or we need to be reintroduced to kind of more indigenous ways. Because yeah. those are the ways. Yeah, yeah, we need to really know that history when it comes to that food, our food. If I go to one more family gathering or gathering with, you know, groups of friends and people are just so proud of that, you know, cheese, dairy-filled mac and cheese and oh, you know, meanwhile, the person that's serving it or, or first in line to eat it, you know, is limping because of issues, you know, you know, just health issues that they're having. Um, it, it's just like, I don't know why we celebrate that. So I was happy to see that in there. But the other part of it that you um, beautifully deal with is how hard it is or challenging it can be for uh, a lot of Black people to have access to healthy food. You deal with the cost um, that is, you know, and these food deserts that we have, particularly in low-income areas where people don't have access to healthy food, um, you know, I was interviewing um, one gentleman who's a vegan now and said he was a, was, it was, he was in his 20s when the first time he had a vegetable that was not in a can. 
Um, so talk about that in your film and why you felt that that was important to point out and what you learned. So I, what I find some people do in the vegan movement is they will advertise the light, you know, the vegan lifestyle in a way that can be offensive to someone if they don't have access. That's like for me, if I'm at an event and I'm and I say, oh, I need a car, and then someone's telling me, oh yeah, you should get an Aston Martin because they just run so beautifully. Like it's almost an insult because it's just like, okay, well, I can't afford an Aston, you know. <laughs> I think that's what happens in vegan communities. It's like, oh yeah, you can just they have all these great alternatives. You can just get you know, Beyond Sausages, it's like Beyond Sausages are like $10 for four links. Yeah. Have you seen how many hot dogs come in a pack? And if you are a mother and you already are working on limited funds or you have a problem, you, you're already struggling to pay your bills, like you're going to go for what's affordable. So it's not even about like, oh, these people want to participate in this cruel system or they want to keep doing that. You know, for some people, it's not a choice. So if you're not going to do anything to try to get, you know, comparable wages for people in communities or, you know, show them diets that kind of correlate with what they can afford, then sometimes you could be doing more harm than good because you're painting a picture um, that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the making of this film. Take, take me on that journey from start to finish. How challenging was it to get this, your first feature film done? It you know, think about when you look at the credits to any film and all the names that you see. And a lot of these people are there working on the film every day, all day. Yeah. So, you know, in my credits, it's a lot of friends that helped me, helped me and they did a lot of work, but it wasn't um, kind of dedicated every day. It wasn't the same kind of thing. Yeah. So basically it's me trying to do a hundred different jobs, which was super challenging. And there were times when I wanted to quit. There were times when I was really sad, but um, I just kept going. I just kept going. And even as I was making the film, like as I'm adding stock footage to the film and that's taking the price tag up yeah. and I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. And somebody else might stop. They might say, oh, well, let me figure this out. Let me wait for the stars to align before I kept going. And I just kept going. I'm just like, okay, my time is at the 60,000. Keep going, figure that out when I get there. Wow. <laughs> it was and, and, and that's what I did. When, I, when it got time to pay the tab, I'm like, all right, now we need to think of a way to pay the tab. And I put together a campaign to fundraise for the remaining cost. So it's just, it's just keep going. Don't, don't see obstacles as something that will stop you. Just, just see obstacles and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to go right through that obstacle. I don't know how it's going to work. Don't know. But I'm just going to go right through it and figure it out on the back end instead of never starting and never doing it. And yeah. just wait for the stars to align because a lot of times they won't. I love that. That's a mini TED Talk. I love that. <laughs> so many lessons and encouragement and motivation in that. I love that. Um, I saw you had, um, of course, John Sally is a longtime vegan. Cedric the Entertainer, is he a vegan? He's, you know what, he's vegan-ish. Okay, joiner, vegan-ish. Yeah, he advocates for veganism. He recognizes that that helped him a lot in his journey. But he did say if he goes somewhere and, because he's traveling to different countries, and if options are really limited, 
He's just like, okay, let me eat what I need to eat to get satiated. And I know I got some complaints about that because people were like, oh, well, he is a vegan, so he shouldn't be in the film. And I just felt, I don't know, there's this whole, like, sometimes this blood's crip vibe in the vegan movement. And I was just like, um, no, I think he's at a certain place in his journey, and that's completely okay. And even the comedy he added to the film, like, he's helping, you know, make this palatable for people who normally might not even pay this kind of subject material attention. So they're not looking at, you know, the good. It's just that kind of judgy, nitpicky thing, which can be present in the vegan movement, which I'm no part of. Yes, girl, the vegan police, they are serious. They are serious. Woo, man. You know, you go on social media and just read through comments. I mean, but... I tell you, I'm not, I'm, I'm so still so new to it that for me, I try to abide by those rules, but it's, it's challenging, you know, it's like, because for me, I'm, I'm, you know, on my website, I'm talking about vegan fashion and things like that. And I'm, you know, organizing my first vegan uh, fashion photo shoot. And it's just like, oh, wait a minute, this is wool. Well, I can't do wool. Well, you know, I like honey, but do I need to give up honey? It's like, well, let me post this recipe, but it has honey in it. Let me say, <laughs> it's, it's a lot to navigate. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think you have to kind of let people, I think it's good to put the message out there, right? And then let people know the information that if you do choose this uh, way of eating um, and living, it's going to be better all the way around like but if you struggle with it you know hey let's encourage them to still you know maybe pursue the journey in a different way down the road i mean so so i get that with cedric the entertainer because he understands it he gets it you know he's he's walked the walk like beyonce i mean i think i don't know if it was to get ready for homecoming you know that she did the whole vegan thing and it, everybody was thinking that she's a vegan, but I don't think that now she's still eating that way consistently. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, I wish she would uh, be, be vegan, but that's okay for her to make that choice. I think you have to let people make their choices. So I, I do get that. I do get that. Um, I know that you talk about one of your reasons for making this film too, is that there needs to be more people like us pushing this message. And I want to, use that to transition into, you know, this whole COVID-19 situation and so many Black people um, falling ill and dying because of pre-existing conditions that are due to their diet. Um, and so I wonder for you, how important is it for us to be seen? Because a lot of times you think vegan and you think white people. And in my journey with this, I have discovered so many amazing um, black vegan people that are very passionate about um, this way of life. How important is it for you, do you think it is, for those people to be out there and highlighted in a bigger way? When I think about who I am as a person, um, I, a lot of it is owed to the role models I had growing up. Mm. You know, I think I'm the woman I am because I had the mother I had as a blueprint because I've taken in, you know, even the friends I have, like I'm very careful about the people that I allow around me because I look at it like you will influence the person I will become. So same thing with the things that we take in, whatever you, you know, stuff that you're watching on TV, seeing on Instagram, like all that stuff is going into your psyche. Mm -hmm. So if I'm only seeing, you know, the images I see 
associated with veganism and I'm a young girl, say is Miley Cyrus, you know, who, I mean, she's great, she's talented, but for me seeing Miley Cyrus doing something, that would have had no impact on me because she's not someone that I relate to or she's not someone I look up to. But, you know, for me, like, if you show me somebody like Angela Bassett, who, you know, who don't want to be more like the queen, right? You see women like that, and then you go, huh, what is she doing? I, I look up to her. I admire her. Like, if she's saying that this particular way of life is legit, maybe it's worth me looking into, because I kind of relate to her and what she's doing and where she's going and how she wants to live. So I think it, it's very important. Representation in general. It's just very important or unless I'm sorry, or people will just miss the message. Cause if I see Miley, that's vegan. That's just going to be, uh, I don't care. Angela. Oh, let me see what she's doing. Let me investigate this. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I, I tell you, it was tough to watch the segment that had to do with uh, the abuse of animals. Um, how were you able to, to get that footage? Was that challenging for you to get? and get permission or to pay for that kind of stuff? No? Nope, Mercy for Animals and PETA. Um, they're, they're both very dedicated to spreading the message of how animals are treated. So when I asked them for the footage, they gave it to me free of charge. It's like, whatever you need, we got you. Nice. Was there ever a thought of not putting such graphic images and video in there? I know for me, a lot of times I want to put those things like on my social media and things like that, but I, I don't want to turn people off from the other things that I'm trying to say, but I do have it on my website, but you have to, you know, sign, you have to search for it. You don't have to sign, but you have to search for it in order to find it. I don't just kind of put it out there. Talk to me about that struggle for you, if at all. I don't think it was a struggle. Um, I wouldn't put, and this is just me personally, nothing against people that do, I wouldn't put um, animal cruelty stuff on my uh, social networks, yeah. just because I think it's, one reason why I can't even be on social media that much, it's too heavy for somebody who might just wanna be, oh, let me scroll, see whose birthday it is. Yeah. And then you just kind of hit them with like all this stuff. I was okay with putting it in a film because in a film, for a film, people are in a completely passive state. They're usually relaxed. And in a film, they're given context. So it's not like, boom, you know, it's just like you you are eased into the information. You kind of have an idea of what's coming up. And there's um, productive dialogue around it that I think kind of helps how you ingest the information. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Now, I know you're working on a couple of other, I hear, food-related films. Is that so? And can you, is it too soon to ask about it? Oh, no, not at all. So I love, well, I guess a theme that I want to be in my work is I want to be a voice for the voiceless and tackle things that I see. It's like, oh, I see this void. I see this void and kind of fill in the voids. So there was Invisible Vegan. My next, uh, I did a short film after that um, with, it starred a friend of mine who had certain disabilities and she was unable to get acting work. And I'm like, girl, I got you. I'll make a film for you. Let's do this. So I did that. And then the two docs I have coming up, one is about food disorders, but in the context of women of color, because whenever people are talking about um, food disorders, once again, 
it's always affluent, skinny white girls that get the coverage and there are women of all races battling this, even men. I'm trying to find a male subject. I haven't been successful so far. So that's one. And then the second is um, healthy, advocating for healthy foods in the prison systems. And it's funny because even when I said that, some people are like, well, what about kids? What about what they're eating in school? Oh my God. Which I think, you know, and I think it's like, yes, that is an issue. And you have lots of people who advocate for kids. You have lots of programs for kids. Not to say that it, you know, school lunch is where it should be, but a lot of people already put um, emphasis on that. And and their their kids in the juvenile delinquent system too. So it's like it still is advocating for kids, but I just feel like that's a, a big population, um, and they deserve healthy food too. And they're eating foods with maggots. They're eating cold food. They're not even getting adequate um, meals per day. They're going in with a clean bill of health and coming out with degenerative diseases. And if the point is supposed to be to re rehabilitate people, um, I don't think showing them or exposing them to just unhealthy habits across the board, that's not rehabilitation. That's making somebody even worse than they were when they went in. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to me because I get that pushback whenever I talk about veganism. People are like, well, what about, you know, kids out there that are starving? Or what about homeless people? And it's like, and I care about what I want to care about and you care about what you want to care about. It's not to say that I don't care about all those things, but here's the project that I want to work on. Let me work on that. Yeah, and you need you need people to care about different things. Like, yes, if everybody cared about the kids, it'd just be like, okay, well, what about the hungry? What about the homeless? What about the domestically abused? You know, it's it's so many issues like going on. Pick one that resonate, you know, resonates with your heart. Like that's fine, and don't judge the next person because they kind of latch on to something different. I agree so much. So with the Invisible Vegan, Jasmine, how long will it be on Amazon? How does that work? So they just kind of keep it on there. <laughs> and so like for right now, it's kind of just on there indefinitely. And um, not indefinitely, but I guess until they put up the flag and say, this is run its course. I guess like a relationship. Yeah. Once they want to move on to someone younger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, right. man. I, I love that. What other ways can people support this film and the other work that you are doing? So I have a, I'm new to it. Again, I'm not good with social media, but I have a Patreon page um, for the Invisible Vegan. So if you like to support, you can support that way. And yeah, just kind of stay tuned, follow on social media. So when I'm posting stuff, you can support and check it out in the rare moments that you're posting, right? I know. <laughs> I try, I try. Like, I, you know, listen. I'm do a lot of reposting. Yes, 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 listen. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Jasmine. It has really been a pleasure finally getting to interview you. I've really been looking forward to this. Thank you. No, I'm so, I'm so glad to be here. This has been in the, in the works for a while, so I'm just glad we got her done. It was me lovely. Too. Check it off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation and be sure to check out The Invisible Vegan on Amazon. In fact, if you head over to vegansexycool.com, we will have a link there along with all the show notes for you to check out. So head over there. You can also follow us on social media at vegansexycool. Thanks everybody for tuning in and until next time, stay safe and stay sane.